Welcome to Fired Up, an original podcast from Ignite Fan Insights, powered by NASCAR, the National Sports Forum, and the Association of Luxury Suite Directors. This is a podcast for sports business pros like you. We go behind the gates and beyond the numbers that keep sports fans coming back for more. Our host, Chris Wise, is the brains behind Ignite Fan Insights. With a commitment to research and innovation for over 30 years, he knows the right questions to ask, and most importantly, what to do with the answers. Get ready for in-depth, engaging conversations with sports industry leaders that will inspire you to take action and connect with your fans. I'm producer Brad Carpenter, and this is Fired Up. Welcome to the latest edition of Fired Up. I'm Chris Wise, your host. We've had great guests in the past who talked about their success and their organization's success in the world of sports and how they see the future unfolding. Messaging correctly to the right audience is as critical as ever. And with constantly emerging technology, we must understand where and how to reach them to maximize engagement. In this podcast, we shift a bit to look at tools to finally target messaging in ways that more organizations need to grasp and implement. Today, we welcome our guest, Bob Korskaden, Vice President of Sales and Marketing with El Toro. Bob, thanks for joining us. Absolutely. Thanks for having us today. I really appreciate it. Tell us about yourself, background, your position, responsibilities, how you found your way to El Toro, and what your day-to-day looks like. I was a uh, U.S. Marine and and trying to figure out what I was going to do when I got out and uh, ended up going to business school. I'd never been in a business environment before, but I really gravitated to marketing. thought it was a great profession to go into, trying to persuade consumers and understand their wants and needs. And so I did that, and I held a lot of different positions over 30 years in uh, the business world. I've worked for companies like Tyson, Kellogg's, SmithKline-Beecham, in a variety of roles, sales, marketing, public relations, research and development, you know, all kinds of stuff. And uh, one day I woke up and decided that I didn't want to do that anymore. You know, like a lot of people, you know, you work your entire life so that you can retire. So I did that. And I did it for about a year and a half. And, I, and then I woke up another day and went, I'm really bored to death. I can't take this anymore. And so I needed to go get back in the world and, and do something to really stimulate my brain and really pass along some of the knowledge I had. And it was during COVID and a friend of mine that I, we worked out in his garage. You know, we created our own little garage scene. I started telling him what I wanted to do. And he said, well, I have this friend in Louisville, Kentucky with this company called El Toro and they do advertising technology. And I was like, advertising technology, what, what are you talking about? So he explained it a little bit. And then he said, well, they're able to reach and target consumers in a very specific way. And he explained the technology to me. My first thought was that is illegal as hell. There is no way these guys are getting away with that. But as it turned out, it really is a unique company with a unique proposition. We have uh, patented technology and it enables us to really do what what marketers have been trying to do forever, which is understand consumer behavior and then market to them on a one-on-one basis. So it's been a great opportunity for me. So what's your day-to-day look like? You, You probably talk with lots of different kind of people across the country in lots of different business situations, all seeking some help to do it better. So what's your day-to-day? Typically, you know, I get in as a sales manager, I get in every day and check the numbers first. 
you know, what do we, what do we sell? And then I talked to sales reps about, Hey, what's going on with your different accounts? And we use a system called Confluence where people take notes about their different account interactions. We also use Gong to record calls. So I'm able to use those things to kind of pick through the myriad of uh, different sales calls that are happening. A lot of times I'll get on calls with reps to talk one-to-one -one about my experiences that I've had in marketing and how our technology is really able to help situations that I've went through and that people are going through today. I mean, the holy grail has always been, I know my advertising's working, I just don't know which part. The technology that we have at El Toro, we're able to help people understand not just click-through rates, but what conversion rates are. So even though you've gone through and targeted a consumer, for example, or a group of consumers, sometimes you just don't know based on the measuring tactics and techniques that are out there today, whether you actually reached the people that you wanted to and converted them into customers. We can do that. You have deep experience, as you said, in many B2C disciplines. Talk about that journey from the standpoint of the evolution from mass communication to the ever-changing need for an ability to communicate more personally on a one-to-one -one level with active customers and desired customers. Where's it been? Where's it going? Well, you know, I am a little bit older, so I've been around a while and I get, I've really seen the advertising and marketing game change over the last 30 years. You know, when I started, the three martini lunch was still in vogue. And so on a Friday afternoon, we'd go out with a print partner and, you know, we'd discuss the business or we'd do a store check at a restaurant chain when I was in food just to make sure the food was good and, the, and the, our products were being served correctly. In those days, we really relied on broad-based marketing. You know, we used uh, FSIs, so freestanding inserts, coupons in the Sunday paper. We used on-pack redemption offers. We did things in store. And you really took a guess as to, you know, were you targeting the right people? And, and in fact, we tracked redemption rates on coupons. That was the way we really figured out, you know, what we were doing. Then things went to Catalina Marketing, where now I was able to target people within the grocery store based on products that they bought. All the while, it's always been about how do I get to a person one-on-one? -on -one. And so, you know, in the 90s, we, this crazy thing called the internet <laughs> came out. At first, it's like, oh, this is cute. And we really didn't believe it was ever going to go anywhere. But, you know, after a couple of years, man, it took off. And it gave us the opportunity to get a, do a little bit better and more targeted marketing and then Facebook. So again, the holy grail has always been, you know, how do I get to people one-on-one? -on -one? And now there's a proliferation of tools out there, a proliferation of advertising mediums through digital. You know, trying to figure out the right one to use that's best for your uh, business is really hard. You know, the thing I, I've heard from everybody is, I know I got to do digital. I just don't know which thing to use because there's just so much and it's hard to understand the landscape. And that's why a lot of people use advertising agencies, but in all fairness, even they're overwhelmed sometimes with the amount of things that are out there. So then the question is, so where's it going, right? If you listen to the futurists, and there's a lot of them out there. One of my favorite is uh, Faith Popcorn. I work with her, she's out in New York. I worked with her for a couple of years when I was at Tyson and I just love her. She really talks about the metaverse now and about what's gonna happen there. We're gonna be living our lives, doing our business there. So, you know, if she and other people are right, that's where everything's gonna take place. It's gonna be a whole different landscape out there. Talking about innovative techniques to deliver highly targeted messaging, do you think they'll stall or is it, will we reach a targeting utopia or is that crazy to even think that way? Us humans, we're a pretty crafty bunch. If there's a roadblock in place or there's something that can't be done, we tend to figure out how to get around it or build over it. 
So I do think it's going to always be a, a push-pull kind of thing, I believe, because privacy today, you know, is one of the number one topics. And that, for me, when I joined El Toro, was certainly something I was concerned with. But I think there's going to be that push-pull all the time. Every time there's a new privacy thing that comes out, there's always going to be someone that innovates around it to get to consumers. And then there'll be a consumer group that figures out a way to block that. So I think there's always going to be innovation. You know, that old story about the patent office, have, the U.S. patent office having the sign on their door that you know, we're closed because all everything's been invented. That wasn't true then, and it's not going to be true in the future. So we've relied on El Toro to help define audiences for our clients by capturing visitor data and building a robust mosaic grid of key existing and emerging audiences. Additionally, we're using the data to build lookalike targets to fine-tune our placement and messaging. Talk just a little bit about the totality of the El Toro offering. What triggered the existence and how do you evolve strategically to stay relevant? The El Toro story is an interesting one of three friends that were in the domain business separately, started a business in a basement with no windows. They started a, a number of years ago, working in the domain world, buying, selling domains, moved into credit card fraud because the technologies they were working with helped companies with that. And then finally, they worked in, moved into the digital world. And one of the things they realized was that cookies, even you know, eight years ago, were not going to be sustainable in the future. And the reason for that, there's a lot of different reasons. Cookie fraud, bot farms, you know, some say that 60% of advertising today that is clicked on is fraudulent. Okay, there's a lot of statistics and a lot of theories and all that, but but the, the idea was they long ago realized that that wasn't going to be sustainable. And so they really worked on a technology with an algorithm that was able to connect the mobile device ID for your phone, for example, using the algorithm and the number of different apps that you use, figure out exactly what your home address was just by virtue of the fact the number of times the phone came and went. And then we're able to link that up with the IP address so that they could serve advertising to the home. So we call that the digital trinity, you know, the mold device ID to the home to the IP address. And it's really interesting because that technology has enabled us to reach consumers in a way that a lot of people haven't been able to. And with the cookie going away at some point in the future, it's going to be tough for advertisers to, you know, replicate that. Our technology is patented. And you know, we, our tagline is accurate, measurable, trusted. We work with everyone from very small companies to Fortune 500 companies. And the reason we do that is because we have a technology that works. And what we call it is, you know, we're able to figure out conversions, not just how many people clicked an ad, how many actually bought it, the product that you were trying to serve. It's really cool. And the way our, our tech works is we're able to do a, a number of different things. One we do is called digital canvassing. So if you have a client that bought your product, let's say HVAC, put in an air conditioner, we're able to take and target everybody around them with advertising for that company. So not just the yard sign that sits out there, but rather than knocking on the door and putting flyers up, we do digitally and are able to measure those conversions and how pe many people get a hold of the HVAC company. We have some HVAC customers, that's all they do is digital canvassing and it's extremely efficient and effective for them. We also do direct mail. So we'll pixel a customer's website, figure out who's going there, and then we're able to send direct mail to their uh, home address. We call that web to home. One of the cool things that brought me to El Toro is one of the products we sell is called Venue Replay. So let's say you're at a large sporting event or a car event or something else. 
we create a geo frame around that location and the event. We get all the mobile device IDs that were used there and they were able to match back to a home and an IP address and then we're able to serve advertising. So after the event, your targets go to the event, you're able to figure out who these are and then target them with specific offers following the event. And that is just, you know, again, one of the things that everybody's been looking for forever is how do I get, you know, you've been to trade shows like I have a million times. And then, you know, you go in there and you're trying to get them to get business cards and get a sleeve of golf balls. You're doing everything you can to get those contacts. This gives you a way without having to do it physically. So that, I mean, I, I love that product, uh, Venue Replay using GeoFrames. We get a lot of great results for people that really use trade shows and those kinds of things. Even for, you know, I've talked with several professional sports organizations, same way. People that attend their events then can be targeted with messages just not only for bouncing back to, to sell additional tickets for future events if, the, if they're not season ticket holders already, or with any of their strategic partners that they will know that they've been to the stadium and will say in Tennessee, been to Nissan Stadium and you want a Nissan message to go back out. I mean, it just takes it on and on. So we're excited about that and going to present more of that information to some, some sports conferences coming up soon. So yeah, there's so much there. The other thing that's really good, and you mentioned it a second ago, was the lookalike audience deal. So a lot of times, you know, it's it's an interesting thing because people, I'll hear people say, well, I know my target audience. I know exactly who these people are. And then we'll put a pixel on their website. And what comes back is just a little bit different than they thought on who's coming to the website. We're able to take that information and then run it through a, a third party resource that we use and develop lookalike audiences based on actually who is coming to your sites. And, and so that's been very effective for our customers and, and, and it's fun. It's fun to have the conversations when they tell us exactly who the customer is. And then we show it to them later and they're like, yeah, okay. Now maybe <laughs> I change my marketing a little bit. We're working with a client right now that we can identify because we, we have a full address list of all their customers and potential customers, which makes it even a little more fun to, to how we're going to work with that. So they're not all the same, of course, because of the category we're in. So We've already done the, the mosaic profiling as a starting point, but we have it by address. So we can fine tune each one of those messages and we have it based on who's already a customer and then the potential customers for a new service that's being offered. So, and you guys are playing a, a key role in that, in that effort. So thanks. Do you have any wow moments based on your experience with the El Toro ad tech that you can, that you can share? Yeah, I think, you know, we experience these wow moments on a pretty regular basis with clients. We talked about HVAC a little bit. That's been in terms of them understanding who their real customer is, has been, it was a wow moment for that particular company. One of the other industries we work in is colleges and universities, and they get a lot of click rates on those college sites, but they can't necessarily retarget or do anything outbound that's a, that is as effective. And so we work with an online university. We started off very small with them. And because of the response rate they got and the qualified number of qualified applicants we were able to bring to their door, their recruitment rate has gone up tremendously. And the other thing that wows clients is when we're in those kind of recruiting campaigns is the cost per acquisition. You know, if, if a client is really on top of their business, they know what it costs from a marketing and, and uh, sales and marketing standpoint on how much it costs to get someone in the door to buy something. And when we're able to show like with the one university client, you know, that we're at half of what their typical is, 
you know, that is a tremendous breakthrough. And that really is a wow moment for them. And then again, the conversion thing, I talked about that earlier, but the wow moment of, you know, gee, your click rate was only 0.03, but you got 150 conversions, which converted into, you know, $200,000 worth of business, depending on the furniture. That was a furniture client. It really was a wow moment for them that they changed their measurement criteria for clicks. Are the companies you consider um, side-by-side competitors, or are you totally unique in the space? Well, you know, it's, it's an interesting thing because a lot of, some of the clients we talk to will say, well, I'm already doing IP targeting. And then we'll dig into it. And they're really using cookie-based advertising. And so they're really not doing the kind of IP targeting we do. They're able to sell that for a little bit until they get in contact with us and we explain what's going on. And then the relationship changes. I would say in any business, you got competitors that are making all kinds of claims. We can back it up. We're the only one with proprietary technology. The rest of the industry, the ad tech industry is scrambling because of the cookies going away in either year or two that are scrambling to try to figure out how they're going to reach people. So I would say we have a number, but nobody can do what we can. Do you see, though, the competitive pressure building that there are people that are that are navigating toward maybe not if it's not identical, but they're going back to our innovation question that they're innovating in ways that will that will keep you sharp? Yeah, certainly, you know, some of the bigger names in ad tech, you know, they're not going to take the cookie going away, lying down and quietly. They're going to innovate. They're going to come up with something new. Not sure what it is yet. That will force us to do something as well. You know, we have a whole R&D team here at El Toro that they're working on whole new technologies in terms of trying to reach consumers. So hopefully we'll beat them to the punch before they figure out their next move. Do you have any competitors that you have a deep respect for? I don't usually like to bring out competitors' names, but I think LiveRamp, they're, they've been in this business a long time. I think that their pedigree with Axiom before that, they've been in the data business for a while. I think they have a very big vested interest like we do in terms of figuring out cookies and where they're gonna go. I think we all respect them. They're good business people, they're solid people in general, and yeah, we always have our eye on them. Looking ahead, what are the greatest challenges that marketers face in terms of building a rapport, that rapport that they so, so want with those different audiences and communicating with them so they can be successful. As I think about that, I don't know, have you ever heard of big data? (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Yeah, big data. I mean, that's everybody's talking about, big data, data, data. You know, the, the reality is I think today's marketers and those in the futures, we're overwhelmed by data. You know, there's 500 ways to attribute a client. There's there's all kinds of information. The, the problem is, is how do we decipher that stuff into real information and actionable insights? I think that's a problem today and that will continue in the future. And using that, trying to figure that out and then get to that one-to-one relationship and get to the consumer, that's really where everything is continuing to go. It's always been going that way. And I think it'll keep, it'll continue to do that in the future. You know, one of the things about, cookies and data and big data and all that is a lot of times it's it's not very accurate even though you have this information trying to get information out of it's not very easy so for example one of our sales managers he's 31 years old and uh, works in the medical medical quite a bit so he's on medical websites all the time learning about different processes and things how medical billing and things work that kind of thing and according to his profiles on a number of different places he's a 63 year old man that's single that has a medical condition. He's actually a 31-year-old man with two kids, married, no medical conditions. So his profiles, his attributions don't match. So I think for marketers in the 
to continue in the future, it's getting the right attribution, using that big data to get the right attribution so you really can't target people. Interesting. Glad you talked about insights. That's been our mantra all, all along. It's what it's what we do. We we feed the agency side of our business, the design sensory business, with insights. We collect and look at a lot of data, but we really focus on understanding, again, to your point earlier, real human behavior, not just consumer behavior, but human behavior. What are the emotions? What are the what are the nuances that allow people to accept or reject a product or service? Because we all have relationships with the, with the companies we do business with. Now, they're not always intimate, but they are relationships and they rely on trust. They rely on knowledge. They rely on belief that, that, um, that you really care about me uh, to some level. And so it's those insights. So the message that, that comes to me, it's more than just you're not more than talking at me. You're talking with me. And then, and right. then the way I talk with you may be different than the way people talk with me. But it's, but it's understanding what those, again, those nuances are to make the world of difference. And um, I've said before, the work that you all do at El Toro has been exciting for me to, to understand and spend more time with. And I know we're going to spend a lot more time in the future. And it's been, it's fabulous. And I, and I love the way you guys are going and where you've come from. And again, look for many, many more good things. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna share what you do because we're gonna, gonna incorporate it into into many of our our proposals. So Bob, thanks. Can't thank you enough for spending the time with us. The rest of you, thanks for joining us today. If you want to learn more about El Toro and what we talked about, just drop me a note, cwise at designsensory.com, and we'll get you in touch with Bob. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, be sure and subscribe. And if you really liked what you heard, then why not leave us a review on iTunes or Spotify and tell all your friends. Also, thanks to the great people that sponsor Fired Up, NASCAR, the National Sports Forum, and the Association of Luxury Suite Directors. To learn more about Ignite Fan Insights and what this exclusive content can mean for you, visit ignitefaninsights.com and subscribe today. It's a wealth of information all about the fan at no cost to you. Your fan club subscription includes our e-publication, podcasts like this one, exclusive blogs, quarterly e-newsletters, and timely webinars that not only keep you up to speed on what your fans are doing, but you'll be ahead of the curve. Fired Up is hosted by Chris Wise and produced by myself, Brad Carpenter. We love making these shows and we love connecting with you, the listeners. Thanks again, everyone. And as always, stay fired up.